0: For the last four years, you came to this podcast to get your needs met, to be fulfilled, to get a pro
1: wrestling, pop culture, and that oh so naughty feeling tingled inside with a little bit of grass sprinkled on top. Now it's time for
0: your hosts, Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn. You are tuned in to the IndieCast.
1: Greetings, everyone, and welcome once again to the IndyCast. Chad Allen with you uh, with another Barbara Walters episode. This is actually a very interesting uh handicap match, Barbara Walters episode, uh, as it is two guests and just me. So uh we will we will see how this goes today, ladies and gentlemen. As uh we have on with us the gold standard. Uh we have with us uh one Mr. Santeria Cortez. And one, Mister Barrington Hughes, gentlemen, welcome to the IndyCast.
0: Thanks for having us, man. How you doing?
1: Uh, I am excellent. Thank you very much for that. So, uh, gentlemen, what I usually do to start every episode is start with what we call the lightning round. Uh, I have five kind of questions that usually get some of the typical dumb podcast questions out of the way, uh, so that they are uh, so that they're done with, and we can get our uh, 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 vegetables done before we get to dessert. So, um, I will have, um, Century, I'm going to have you start with you. Uh, when I get the first question, we'll just kind of flip-flop back and forth. Uh, obviously take your time in answering as uh, long or short as you like. Uh, but, uh, for you, Century, who trained you and when did you debut? All
2: right, who trained me? It was, uh, Pablo Marquez, Rusty Brooks. Uh, and I debuted on March, I believe it was March 18th, 2013. In, Ovalon, flea market.
1: in a flea market gotta love the flea market gotta love the flea market shows so uh barrington tag off to you when who trained you and when did you debut okay
0: i was trained by uh rusty brooks and flex magnum i did debut september 10th 2011 for live for actually against flex
1: magnum very nice uh barrington your turn to go first what is your first wrestling memory my first wrestling memory that I recall
3: well one that I recall is really weird I remember it was the Undertaker's debut. I
0: had to be about three or four years old and I just remember him walking to the aisle and I just flipped my I just flipped my my leg, man. I didn't I didn't know how to
1: react, I freaked out. I think most of us did at that point. The first the first wrestling <laughs> shirt I ever actually owned, even though I'd been a wrestling fan for quite a while, um, was was the Undertaker's first T shirt. It was it's nice. not a it's not a good looking shirt now, but at the time it was the coolest thing in the world. So, uh, Santeria, what was your what's your first wrestling memory?
2: First ever wrestling memory, I had to be maybe I don't know, just younger than ten. Uh, it was a family vacation Naples, Florida. Uh, it just rained all weekend, so my mom, my dad, my sister were in the other hotel room where my grandma was staying. I stayed in our hotel room. I was just flipping the channel, and then. It was Sting being uh, uh, just ascending from the from the Raptors and just like beat the living hell out of like everybody wearing an NWO shirt. Nice. And I immediately grabbed like all the couch cushions and pretended to be Sting and I was like beating up every single cushion.
1: I can find that. <laughs> man, I I I sometimes forget how much older I am than most of the people that I interview because my first wrestling memory was legitimately uh, superstar Billy Graham and Boogie Woogie Man Jimmy Valiant getting into a fight, and this is at, like oh, nineteen no. nineteen eighty three. So, uh, Two of my dad's favorite though. That's nice. <laughs> Uh, so, Century, are you on this one first? And we will, I guess, officially call this the Coda official question. What is the last movie, song, commercial, etc. that made you cry?
2: I actually got a... So I, like, didn't prepare for this question because I saw their tweet and I retweeted it today. I love those guys. Uh, but the last thing that actually made me cry was I got a text message from my mom. And not to get, like, too detailed into, like, family things, but I guess uh, just going through some stuff and then... I just got a message from my mom saying how proud uh, her and my dad were of me and uh, that they loved me. And uh, that got to me and I just had a moment where I responded like, thank you for supporting me Like, in all my wrestling and it's taken me a while to find what I really want to do with my life. But uh, I really couldn't do it without them. Like, They've given me everything and I promised them if I ever made something out of myself then I would take care of them for the rest of their lives. Nice. Car.
1: <laughs> 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 so, Barry, what's the last thing that made you cry? Oh, uh, wow. Um,
0: I'm going to get deep in myself because I'm messy my that. So, my. I call her my sister, but it actually my best friend, Um, sister. Recently passed away unexpectedly, uh, roughly about two weeks ago. And, um,.
1: And I can I can definitely understand where you're coming from. I, I lost my father this year, uh, so yeah. And the the time that I had left with him gets me every time. So I'm I'm with you on that one. So condolences on your loss. Um, okay, let's let's uh, let's let's lighten the mood up a little bit here. Uh, uh, who's better? Uh, and Barrington, I'm going to give this one to you, and I can't wait to hear your answer on this one because I I think I see a little bit of both of these people I'm about to mention in your character. Who's better, Michael Jackson or Prince? <laughs> Why are we even asking this question, Mike? Okay,
0: okay, and let me clarify because everybody's gonna be go, like, "Oh, but Mike, listen, Mike was more successful, two. Mm. but nobody wrote more dance, or played more instruments in, in the dancing better than the purple."
2: So, I'm sorry,
1: Century. What's your thought? Uh, who's better, Michael or Michael or Prince? Prince, yeah.
2: Prince, I'm so happy you said Prince. <laughs> I love Prince. I've always liked Prince more than, than Michael Jackson. I remember listening to a lot of Michael Jackson songs, like he was saturated. That's like an unpopular opinion, like he did a lot. Oh, yeah. But whenever you listen to Prince, it was like, it always no Prince. question. Yeah, man, there's no question.
1: Prince. My favorite Prince story uh, is actually when somebody came up to um, – Oh, man, I'm going to forget who it was now. A, a really uh, famous guitarist, and I wish I could remember which guitarist it was because it's going to make me crazy until I think of it. Um, Eric Clapton. Somebody came up to Eric Clapton and asked him what it felt like to be the, the greatest guitar player in the world, and Clapton replied back, I don't know, you'd have to go ask Prince. So, so uh, last question. This is a big one. Santuri, I'm going to start with you on this one. Uh, Marvel or DC and Why?
2: Like such a multi layer like answer <laughs> for me, but I'll say, man, I gotta go with DC. Like unpopular opinion right now, I guess, but it's just a little more adult, I guess. A lot of the animated cartoons for DC are like way better than any like the animation from Marvel, in my opinion. True. And I
1: also like the comic books way better. Than Marvel, uh, plus my favorite superhero all time, Batman. That, that that tends to be the answer for a lot of people is Batman on that question. So yeah. Barrington, back to you. Marvel, Marvel or DC, and why?
0: Um, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to side with, with Century on this
1: one, man. It's gonna be DC. Okay. Their, okay. their, their animation is better. Their stories have much
0: more depth. Um, two of my my favorite events were Blackest Night, which is insane, and.
3: Um, Batman, uh, Batman Metal. That was okay. Series
0: the same. So, those are two really, really good story arcs that got me in. And, of course, Crisis of Infinite
3: And, yeah, I'm showing all
1: my nerdism now. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. We, we appreciate it. We are the uh, we are the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. So, please, by all means, nerd out as much as you like on that one. Um, so, let's, uh, let's get to kind of more of the meat of it here. So, uh, the gold standard. Uh, tell us a little bit of kind of the origin story of how you guys have gotten together as a, as a group and uh, you know, just give us a little bit of the history.
2: Um, well, kind of, be, I guess, um, like that.
0: Being the original, Amber, yeah, I mean, you know, the way the whole thing started was it started off with me and Dan, right. Who's the mastermind of the group. It was always his idea. I and mean, it just came of of us coming together and saying, you know what, we're not getting the opportunities we feel that we deserve. So we're just going to go out there and show our ass until we get what we want. And we started calling ourselves the gold standard in
1: jest, saying that we were the best of the best of the best, knowing that people were going to scoff, knowing that people were going to question it, until they gave us an opportunity and gave us an, an opportunity to show and prove what we really are. And it's it's actually kind of paid off for us over time. And, you know, with, with the addition of Centuria, um, I don't know if he wants to go into that a little bit more but I did take over Yeah, Santero um, tell us yeah, about kind of your addition.
2: It was just basically the only company I was working for, it was like two years ago I think already or maybe three uh, when we started but uh, the only company I was working for is a company that I already went under and they kind of just went under and not, they didn't tell anybody basically. So, I was basically sitting at home doing nothing and Barrington and uh, Dan messaged me saying they had something for me, like a whole gimmick. Somebody to get tights from. Like they want, they saw something in me that even I didn't see in myself at the time, because I was like doubting myself. Um, but they brought me back into it. They told me to stick with them, and I haven't haven't looked back. I've been doing the most I can, being selective, Uh Barrington, I live by his motto run your own race. You know, you'll get there at the end. It's not a race to anybody but yourself. So, that's basically how we, we linked up. Very nice. And, uh, now we've we brought in a third member as well. Our good
1: buddy, Nick Abrams. Nicky. Do you, shout
2: out yeah. to you,
1: Do you see the group, like, con- is that kind of what your visual of this is? Is it constantly, is it going to be a constantly expanding type of scenario where you're always adding new people or do you think you're going to have to be you know, or are you going to want to be selective so it doesn't end up looking like the NWOB team after a while? We're
3: kind of, t- we're kind of taking a
0: horseman approach to our group.
1: Know, we're Very selective with who we choose. What I always look at, being the senior member, and then I'm always converse with Dan is: Does this person have a good work ethic? Do they have a good attitude? Do they have an upside? Do they have potential? Are they willing to take critiques constantly? Are they willing to,
0: you know, do what it takes to be successful? And they want to be successful on whatever level they feel success is. And if they meet those standards, then, of course, you know, we'll we'll speak with them and kind of get in their head a little bit and do a little bit of a trial run. And if it works out, then, you know, we extend the invitation. It's not to sound like we're a boys club, but I've dealt with so many people over the past few years where it's like, I'm tired of the
1: broken promises. I'm tired of the lies. Like, if we're going to do this, let's do this the right way. So then... So then I'm very interested to know. Um and and you and I am gonna kinda change the way my question was originally gonna be worded because you because you said we're not a boys club. So um Santeria, you go first on this one. Um if you could pick one male and one female from the indie scene right now that you maybe have your eye on that, that fits that gold standard aesthetic, who would it be? Um,
2: wow. Um if we had a a girl Someone I really like That's just starting out And is doing Really well Is uh, Ellie Taylor uh, Out of Tampa And WWN mm-hmm. uh, I think she's Excellent uh, As far as a male I have so many friends That I would Like so many people That I love Like like Barrington said Are they a good person With a lot of work ethic And I think Florida is Just overrun With people With a lot of work ethic Right now um, Man I think that doesn't get uh, a spot, but I think he would uh, Darian. Also, Julian Calebra.
1: That's his work name, Julian Calebra. Okay. Uh,
2: I really like him. He's from down here, too, in Miami. Uh, I've worked with him a couple times, so is Barrington. And uh, he's just a guy, I don't know, he's just somebody that I would hang out with Outside of wrestling as well, okay. so I think that's kind of important. to Somebody that just besides wrestling, they have a good grasp on life and they know what they want.
1: Very nice, Barrington. So, how, about, how about you? What's your What's your opinion on one one male and one female if that that fits that gold standard? Okay, um, as far as my male counterpart,
0: um, I would honestly have to. myself to South Florida or Florida at all, I'm going to have to say O.J. Edwards. Mm. I'm going to have to say O.J. Edwards because that that dude is something special. He's something phenomenal. He's a big dude. He's that size. He's super talented on the mic. He's got a hell of a... I'm running at home. Just because she has the experience, she's been wall-traveled, out of the country of multiplication. And she knows what it takes to be successful. And she knows the kind of work that you have to have to be a success new business. And I think she's really showing how to get it
1: done in all the news pieces Now Barry, to give me give me the name of the female because we heard your explanation, but it broke up when you said who you were talking about.
0: Ah, uh, sorry about that. That was Ronnie Nicole.
1: Okay. No, and g- great options all around on that one. So um so, uh, so I like the I like the the horseman aesthetic to it. So that's definitely kind of a way to look at it to, to slowly you know to to build in the right people that that fit in there. And I, especially I, I appreciate O'Shea Edwards too. I I got actually just got introduced. Um, I think through I I don't remember if you guys did you have a match with him fairly recently, Barrington? Why do I feel like you guys were getting ready to fight or? We did. We were supposed to have a one on one encounter at Blueprint Pro on June 9th. Um, unfortunately that got turned into a triple threat and what would have been a potential Haas fight, a potential show stealer, uh, was ruined by Timmy Danger, fortunately. Ah, damn Timmy Danger. (laughs) So, so and and obviously I'm I'm assuming you're still looking for that Haas fight with O'Shea somewhere down the way, right? Always, always. And it's not even a matter of saying who's better than who, it's just better, who can get that last shot in? Because he's really good. You know, and I'm not saying I'm better than him. I'm just saying whoever can get that last shot off is gonna win that Greetings wrestling fans, this is Dave Dynasty, host of the Dave Dynasty Show, the podcast that every week brings you nearly two hours of pro wrestling goodness from the Midwest. We feature interviews with the legends of the past, stars of today, and the prospects of tomorrow. We have segments that feature classic wrestling audio, whole episodes devoted to the history of Midwest pro wrestling, and much, much more. Do not miss an episode of the Dave Dynasty Show. We are available on all podcast platforms, or you can access past episodes and all of our social media links by visiting davedynasty.com. Be good, be safe, and keep on growing. And actually, very interesting that you bring up the kind of the, the hoss fight, the big man aesthetic. So uh, what are your thoughts on the, the passing of Vader, and was he the best big man that, um, that's that been in wrestling so far? Do you think he's kind of the top of the line when it comes to, to big men? Um, honestly, big man Vader is easily top three best big
0: man ever, top ten greatest all time. I don't care what anybody says. like me. Um, you know, for somebody that, you know, had such little experience to start with, go through
1: Sentry, let me throw to you thoughts on thoughts on Big Van uh, Big Van Vader. Is he is he the best big man that's ever uh, kind of been in wrestling right now?
2: Um, I would definitely agree. Like top three. Um, uh, besides being a big man and being able to do whatever he wanted to anybody in the ring that was with him, he he was so agile, and so flexible for a big man. He like paved the way, I think, for like Bam Bam Bigelow and. Just different big guys that show flashes of the, like athleticism, like diejack. Um, like he'll be missed, but I think he's like Barrington said, he's laid, he's shown everybody how you can have tremendous success in this business, uh, telling stories for decades and still being a viable name. Uh, he'll be missed, but hopefully. I'm not trying to say that like, anybody can replace him, but hopefully this makes people step up in the big man department and uh, to fill that role and show everybody that it can be done again.
1: And actually that was a very – I'm glad you brought that up because that kind of – thank you for helping me segue to my next question. Um, uh, wrestling for quite a while had gotten into a situation where um, guys like Daniel Bryan and CM Punk and the like were, have been kind of become the – the more standard for what for what wrestling has become lately. But I, I've noticed, especially recently, um, with guys like Barrington, you fall in this list, obviously, and guys like Keith Lee and Donovan Dijak and uh, Ace Romero and O'Shea Edwards. Um, does it does it look like to you guys that there's kind of a resurgence of the big man again? Because when I first got into wrestling, there was Andre and Stud and Bundy and, the, and a lot of those big guys out there. Um oh, does sure. it look like we're kinda of coming back to that again?
0: I what I, uh, I mean, being that I'm a part of that weave, um, I think in all honesty, I don't think it's a resurgence. I think it's more of a rebalancing
3: of wrestling. Okay yeah. I think people are missing that that size factor, that wow factor. Yet yeah,
0: you have these super agile, you know, feats of your ricochets, of your Will Ospreys, you know, you have the technical bronze of your Marty Skrulls. you have your matchmakers in in Omega but you don't have the attractions. You don't have those guys that make you sit back and say, wow, yeah. with just our presence alone, you don't have that. You have that with people now. You have that with Dijac now. You have that with myself now. You know." And it now is all just coming back to balance. I don't think it, that we're going to overtake. I don't think that's the case at all. I think it's going to become more of a and, and see how we merge these two generations together and really make it work out. And that's the fascinating thing to see in the
1: very nice Sentry. any thoughts on that from from your side obviously you don't necessarily fit into the uh to the super heavyweight category like your like your partner here but uh what are are your thoughts on this
2: no i agree like me and him are like on the same page tonight. i agree that it's basically just a rebalancing of, of wrestling i love all forms and evolutions of pro wrestling um but how many times can you watch the same match which is gonna be more or less the same story I think adding the big man just adds more like storytelling in a match like Barrington was saying if it be him and O'Shea one on one who's gonna get that last shot in if it were like Barrington versus like any just any wrestler like how can they take the big man down which is something that they're doing in uh, I believe MLW with Barrington right
1: now yeah uh MLW definitely, uh, and, and I, I will say probably, uh, if you're not watching MLW's show on, uh, on BM sports right now, uh, you definitely should be if, if you're a wrestling fan, um, because you're dealing, you know, not with just like, uh, not with just like Barrington, obviously we'll talk about what he's doing on there in a second, but with, um, you know, Shane Strickland, uh, Pentagon, um, I, I'm kind of trying to think there's such a litany, um, uh, Filthy Tom Lawler. Um, you know the, the, you know there's just so much talent on that show right now, and you know the it's probably the fastest hour in in wrestling that I get to see right now, just because of how much talent, how much they're able to put into one show. Um, it's easily become one of my kind of one of my go-to viewings on. You know, obviously I have kids, so it has to go on my DVR. But as soon as I see that it's hit my DVR, I'm hitting play. So how, how's the experience been so far in in, M- in MLW for you? Um,
0: it's been unequal to any other place I've ever worked. Um, it's, it's fun. It's amazing. It's a learning experience. It's cool every time I go up there. You know, not just the, the tapings, but all the behind the scenes and, and seeing the creative processes and seeing how to put things together um, on such a, all the way down to the minutiae from, <laughs> Your equipment to your filming to all this and that, and then sitting in on other things that are not just in rate and hearing the process—it's—it's it's a lot to learn. It's a great experience.
1: So far from the from you know the, the things that you've done so far in MLW, uh, what is the what is the one thing that you've done so far? And I go, I know the show is still fairly new, but what's the right. one thing that's gotten the most um, interaction, the most the most uh, the most reaction that, that you've done so far?
0: My commercial.
1: Not yeah. Um, <laughs> Just because it was something that was presented to me um, when the opportunity came, I jumped at it. You know, it was something different. i
0: had never really done any commercial before, so you know, me, being at my age, now being involved in wrestling, being able to be on television, I was like, sure, why not? So when we they presented the idea to me, I kind of was like, okay, I like that idea, but why don't we try this instead and see how people react. to And by far, like, I've heard that that's their favorite commercial so far. And I might be a little biased, but, it's
1: pretty funny. (laughs) And for me, me, and I don't know if Santeria's going to agree with me or not, uh, I think probably my, uh, other than, you know, your, like, eight-second matches, which are just a blast to watch unto itself, where, where, like, you coming to and leaving the ring takes longer than the match does, um, which I think is hysterical. But the bit with, um... The bit with you and Strickland um, pulling up in in that red convertible and having <laughs> the face off against Selena D'Alaranta, and I want I want the clip of you calling her a bruja uh, for like a text message tone because I think that's the funniest thing I think I've ever seen. I laughed for a good couple of minutes just off of you yelling yes. that. so. Yeah, that was so. That was super fun to film too. Like, <laughs> like, I'm, honest goodness, to man, Shane
0: is probably one of the, the most. Genuine. Best, most human people I've ever met in wrestling. Period. Super nice, super humble. And it's, from the first time I met him, even before we got in MLW together, he always treated me like a person, he treated me, you know, like a friend, without even knowing. So it's the success that's coming to him
3: now is well
1: overdue. Agreed. Well, yeah, I know we we uh, luckily got the chance to interview him a, a little after he had debuted for Lucha Underground. Um, and nice. was a great guy. He's a great guy then, and I'm sure nothing has changed all that much in that time frame. So, exactly. Exactly. so, uh, now I'm going to change slightly off of MLW. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But Century, I kind of want to come back to a story of yours we were talking about before the episode. Um, you're coming back from an injury, so you've kind of you know you you've got your own fight that you've got here now. Um, you know, obviously. Barrington's kind of working his way up through like the big shows like MLW and the like, and yeah, you know, you're trying to you know doing I think almost a, what I consider a, a more not a more impressive fight, but you know you got really hurt at a show and now you're you're making your comeback now and starting to you know start over again and climb that ladder again. Tell us about the injury and kind of how you you know how you've been in the recovery process so far.
2: Uh, yeah, so uh, the injury occurred December sixth at a ACW. Uh, ACW Proving Ground show, um, fatal four way match, and uh, me and somebody else going to catch somebody doing like a moonsault. I think goes off the top rope, and I just remember like turning my head left and then waking up on the floor, basically thinking that my right arm was by my side. I looked down; and it's tucked under my chin. I couldn't feel anything from my shoulder down to my fingertips. Um, they continued the match. The ref came up to me. He's like, what's going on? I am like, "I can't feel my arms are real. Uh, might have to, like, sit this one out. Uh, so Garrett, I think it was Garrett Heil. He just threw up the X. He told him I probably wasn't going to get back to this match. I think Zach was calling the match, so he was, you know, I think he saw what happened. Um, all of a sudden, I'm just laying on the floor by myself. Everybody's, like, still continuing the match. Uh, I roll to my left, and then I roll to my right, I hear like a couple clicks, and then I just get a rush of feeling back to my forearm and my fingertips, and I feel my arm again, and I'm like, holy cow, thank God. Uh, I'm looking to see if like a bone is sticking out, and I'm just like, doing I'm feeling my arm while I'm telling myself, all right, man, don't worry, we're gonna drive to our friend's house, he's an hour away, he'll take us to the hospital. If we have to stay the night, whatever, whatever. I'm looking at I don't feel anything. I, I'm able to move my arm again. I, I'm, I'm flexing everything right when, like, my spot is coming up. And I see, like, somebody about to take it because they're continuing the match. So I run over and I kick him. And I'm, like, I'm going back in, man. I'll see you in for the finish. And I, I did my spot. Uh, I tried calling an audible because I was going to take a spine buster. And I'm like, please, can you just, like, maybe punch me? And I'll, like, you know, not eye on my shoulder but he called it again because he didn't hear me so I just took a spine buster waited for the finish which was like a, a Spanish like standing Spanish fly that I took
1: and then like that was it okay and I to the back, and then I feel yeah, so. okay so hold on. so now ultimately what what were the what were, what was the extent of your injuries I'm sorry what was that what was the extent of your injuries what were some of what were what ultimately ended up being the injury what happened
2: so it Separated shoulder, uh, torn labrum, and torn bicep.
1: And with all this, in one match, in one injury, this is just in one time you've gotten all these injuries, you took both a spine buster and a standing Spanish fly? Yes. Well, I, I have a lot of respect dumb, dumb, for you, but you're... And,
2: and I guess whatever else you want to say, but I'll tell you that it it's pretty dumb of me, but... As much say I say,
1: no, yeah. I have respect for you, but yeah, that was also really dumb. So I agree completely <laughs> with you on that one. So, so, um, so now, where are you on the on the recovery process now? So obviously, that that puts you down for you ha- have uh, for how long? You so December sixth, obviously, that's the last time yeah. you had wrestled in twenty seventeen. I'm sure. So have you started? No, I, I, uh, I like so. I was in I was in Port Richie. I was staying at my friend's
2: house in Tampa, his apartment. Uh, crashed there that night. Of, like, of the of the incident. Uh, woke up the next morning, drove to Miami. Um, just a regular day. Then the following day, I wrestled for a company that already folded also. Um, on December 9th, I had a match. I, I had a, a triple threat tag team match where I just took a bunch. I didn't know the extent of the injury, but those are like the... If you go on my Instagram, those are like the highlights I put up from that match. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I took, but... Yeah, I basically had another match, and then I just, after that night, I decided, all right, I'm going to take a little bit of time off, I'm not going to wrestle until the last Sunday of January, because yeah. Tampa Bay wanted me for that for that day, so I decided to wait, like, more than a month, but two weeks out from that show, the last Sunday of January, it's, nothing really healed, my arm still really hurt, not really hurt, but it, I, I, I really can't explain it, so I just went in to see what was going on with a doctor, who's, uh, uh, friend of like a friend, really good person, right? And uh, yeah, he told me, like, yeah, you gotta get an MRI, but it's probably a torn labrum and a torn bicep because you could, like, see your bicep hanging like right there. Oh, <laughs> he just like grabbed it, gun. Kind of. uh, then he told me, like, like, for me or whatever, like, family or friend, I do my surgeries on Wednesdays whenever you want to do it. And I was like, great. <laughs> uh, he goes, I won't be able to tell what the extent of the injury is. Maybe I get in there and just have to clean some stuff up. But I might have to reattach your leg on your bicep. Uh, and you know, see if any the, if there's any cysts, like take out a cyst. Thank God they weren't. But he I woke up from surgery and the first thing he told me was it was worst case scenario. Uh, minimum six
3: months. Minimum for yeah. for a PT like PT, physical therapy, all that. Right. Uh, he said six months before
2: I want you to do anything. And he knows what he's talking about. Uh, if you, anybody, I, I highly recommend Dr. Roblox South Miami. Uh, he's done everybody from like Scott Hall to Rafael
1: Nadal to <coughs> a bunch of, of athletes. So, uh, definitely talk to him if you suffer my faith. So minimum, minimum six months, he said. So how, when did you, when have you returned?
2: Um, Sometime, oh, okay, yeah, it was actually, like, two days before my birthday, April 6th, so
1: it was, like, April 3rd or April 2nd, I had, like, my two-month checkup. Okay. And it was really, like, two and a
2: half, two and a half months past
1: post-surgery. Right. And uh, I walk in, and he goes, like, we're talking, we're chatting, like, how's
2: life, whatever, and then he goes to do a test where, like, he tells me, basically, like, put my arm in a curling position, then he puts his arm over them, and he's, like, all right, lift him as far as you can, and I just, like, it just made him, like put his hands in the air, like, shout, like, if he was at a concert, and he wasn't expecting it. So he did a bunch of more tests, and then he kind of, like, folded his arms looking at me and, like, leaned back on the, on the counter and was like, huh, and basically started counting, like, how many weeks had it had been, all this stuff, and he goes, I think, like, you're good. And I know that's kind of, like, it was just, like, the first time he had seen that surgery, that injury, Right. recover so quickly and he was a little baffled Not, to, I'm not trying to say that he's a bad doctor saying like oh, I think you're good but he was kind of taken back by it and he's like if, you want, like if you can just wait like two or three more weeks so you can say it's been like three months post surgery. Okay. And it ended up being that way either way because I didn't get any other bookings for April you know last second and I was able to wrestle uh main set or no April uh, first match back was actually uh Last Sunday of April, I tagged with Barrington against uh, the tag champs of Tampa
1: Bay Wrestling. Uh, at, the, at the time, who was that? That was what, Axe uh, uh, Ax and, um, I forget his partner's name. Uh, darn it. Chris, uh, Dax and uh, yeah, Dax Chris, and, I believe. Yeah, Dax the Axe, so Okay. Well, very oh, was so, a good match,
2: and it was a good test for the shoulder. Like Dax basically gorilla pressed me,
1: <laughs> and like I over rotated and basically hit my head like face first. But nice. So great test like
2: everything's good. Uh, I'm back to it. Like I was into like those two and a half months. I was in physical therapy like three to four times a week. I lived there. Uh, I did everything at home. Exercises. I'd go to the gym. Do whatever I have to do there. Uh, I
1: really, really took care of myself because I was so bummed when I, when, like, I got hurt. I, I didn't want to be on the shelf for six whole months. So. Yeah, no, I'm sure. <laughs> so. Well, good. Well, con- congratulations on obviously you know making that return pretty quick back here. That's that's an impressive feat. So, uh, Thanks, you know, so good luck from here on out. So, uh, well, gentlemen, a uh, couple things I want to hit on the on the way out here before we get done. Um, uh, first off, we have one question that we, uh, lovingly refer to as the Trevin Adams Memorial question. Uh, Barrington, I'm going to have you answer this one first, but here's kind of your setup on it, that, um, you guys have, as, uh, as Uncle Bob Evans likes to say, you do the drives, uh, every once in a while, you hit a moment where it's late, you're coming back from a show, you're starving, you're looking to get something to eat, and, uh, you see a shining beacon ahead of you. Is that shining beacon a sheet, or is that shining beacon a Wawa?
0: A Wawa, bro. All day. Okay.
1: Wawa. Uh, <laughs> so what and what what about Wawa do you like the best? I will I will let you I will let you expound on your wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he heard me. So that's okay. Uh, Santeria, let me let me so uh, sow that question to you. Is is that shiny beacon for you a sheet or a wawa?
2: I'm sorry, man. I have the wrong answer according to you then. I go to Wawa uh,
1: as well. So I don't know something I gotta say Wawa. There's not a lot of sheets down here in the Florida area, so if you guys are like Florida yeah. natives, it, it makes it difficult on the sheets question. That's okay. Um yeah, I just I just got exposed as a Florida indie wrestler. <laughs> like <laughs> No, 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 by no means because I've got a lot of people that have you know, even if you even if you've traveled up north you may not have made you may not have hit a sheet, so that's uh, Wa was are that's a lot more prevalent. I'm willing
2: to travel, though. Let that be on Rick. Willing to travel and drive.
1: But she's. <laughs> but she, her, drive, fly. She, <laughs> uh, Okay, we have final, two final two questions that we uh, ask all of our guests here. If you're a listener of the show, you've probably heard these before. But uh, in this. Uh, and Century I'm going to start with you on this one. In this performance art that we call professional wrestling, we sadly lose a lot of talent early. Um, so with that being said. Uh, if there was any wrestler that you could fight who is no longer with us, who would that wrestler be, and why?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, I am a fan of the show, so I was like, expecting this question and I was debating it, but I would have to say uh, he who shall not be named.
1: You can say his name on here; we don't mind. Yeah, right,
2: yeah. Uh, look, I, like growing up, I was a huge, huge Chris Walmart, and I just. Beyond like his in-ring work, like his respect for pro wrestling, like it's unmatched. Like I, re- I read his, his uh, biography book uh, <laughs> extensively, like over and over, and like I, I, I'm kind of speechless when it comes to him. Like he's scary, but I, even if it's like a two-minute squash match, and he beats the living. Like crap out of me. I don't know if I can curse on here,
1: but you can. If he, if, even if he beats the living shit out of me, like
2: I don't know, I might be like grinning, but I, I just want it. Like I want it. I, I would take it in a heartbeat if I could with
1: him. Barrington, question to you: what, what, uh, what ghost do you want to wrestle?
0: Ghosts, honestly, man, give me Bruiser Brody. Nice. Uh, give me Bruiser Brody. Give me Bruiser Brody. Uh, Exactly, everybody will make money. That's how King Kong, literally King Kong versus Godzilla matchup, could run the territories if the territories were still
1: a thing. That's a good one, and and I think we just hit the anniversary fairly recently of, of Brody's passing, which is which is always a, a, a sad day. So, uh, question number two, Barrington, I'm going to give you this one to start. Uh, we hear. We here at the Indycast believe that all animals in nature have certain traits to, uh, to assist with their survival. Uh, for instance, giraffes have long necks, rhinos have the big horns, etc., etc. Uh, we believe that uh human's trait is the ability to use tools. So, with that being said, the Carmel Kodiak Barrington Hughes, if you could fight any animal, what animal would it be and what weapon would you use? I can fight any animal, right? Any animal you want. Big, small, doesn't matter. I, we've had people that have fought um, things as big as, like, gorillas and elephants, and uh, I think my favorite one going the other direction was uh, Chikara manager, Sidney Bacabella, once wanted to fight a kitten with a tech hammer because he always puts himself over. <laughs>
0: That's so <classic>. All right, <laughs> so me, me being me, me
1: tarantula, bro. A tarantula, okay. I
0: want a tarantula. I want a tarantula, and I want chopsticks.
1: So I don't, I'm going to keep them as a fucking trophy. Nice with chopsticks, no less. <laughs> no, I'm picturing like the fly scene from a from a Karate Kid right now. So, <laughs> <Exactly. Gotcha. laughs> so Santorius, the the question comes to you: If you could fight any animal, what would it be, and what weapon would you use? You're a fan of the show, so you knew this one was coming. Oh
2: yeah. I just want it. Give me all
1: the cockroaches. All of them. <laughs> and give me a flamethrower. Nice. I hate cockroaches. I would be with you with a flamethrower on that one, no uh, question. I have <laughs>
0: nightmares about cockroaches, man. Yeah. That's filthy.
1: <laughs> well, gentlemen, this is the time in the, in the show where uh, our previous guest, Brian Cage, officially gave us permission to call it Get Your Shit In. Uh, so Santeria, I'm going to start with you Let people know where they can uh, find your social media Where they can get your merchandise Things like that The Floors is starting with you
2: Absolutely For merchandise, you can go to Watermaneuver uh, what uh, Search Santeria That's S-A-N-T-E-R-I-A and for social media, it's all Santeria Cortez, at Santeria Cortez for Instagram, at Santeria Cortez for Twitter, at Santeria Cortez for Facebook. Also, for any booking inquiries, uh, SanteriaCortez at gmail.com is where you can reach me.
1: Excellent. And, uh, Mr. Hughes, please get your shit in
2: starting from
0: the top Facebook.com slash HuezyFoo at HuezyFoo on Twitter at the road UziFoo on Instagram Dash foo on Snapchat um follow me on YouTube just search Barrington Hughes versus um a shirt watermaneuver.com slash collection slash Barrington dash Use. I have shirts Santeria has shirts Dapper Dan Ragu has gold standard shirts cop those shits um hashtag Batman movement hashtag Pinky's up hashtag me and your mama. Um <laughs> I think mothership, we run out of time. Hashtag, uh,
1: ha- up, Hashtag Soup, Hashtag soup. Live, Love Lucha. There you go. Hashtag, Hashtag soup, live love lucha. Souplace Don't forget that one. That's a favorite one of mine. Hashtag
0: Soupla soare. Hashtag headboard broker. Hashtag I'm out this bitch.
1: Hashtag everybody flies. That's the other one of yours I love the most so all right well ladies and gentlemen thank you both very much for joining us on the IndyCast today we definitely appreciate it and for all of our dozens and dozens of out there that are listening right now we always appreciate you coming by and visiting us every week here at the wrestling nerds radio network uh until next time everybody as always i am chad allen and we always say deuces. deuces deuces Greetings everybody, Chad Allen here from the IndieCast, uh, well I guess obviously they're listening to the show, uh, here to talk to you about Phil Singer Games. Uh, I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode, but if you're not, Phil Singer Games for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out to legends of uh, today from here on earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors, or to the most recent independent up-and-comers. You can play any single one of them, or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast sent you. Go to philsingergames.com.
2: Oh, God, just shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Streep. We true. are we're touching wieners. Not we're touching true. wieners professionally. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin.
1: So, hey, Zach Romero, I bet you didn't know this. This is
3: supposed to be a wrestling Oh, <laughs> <Yes>. is it? <laughs> oh, be on my.